Are you ready to change your life for the better? Hello again, my lovely listeners, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Mind Body Budget. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, here to share information that you can use for your personal growth journey. I work in finance, and I'm interested in self-help and in sharing realistic personal growth tips with you that you can actually apply to your life. I might also veer off into topics that randomly interest me, and now you get to hear about it too if you're so inclined to listen. I wanted to quickly announce that I was releasing episodes every week, but I might be switching to a bi-weekly release schedule and get an episode posted every other Wednesday. I was thinking that I want to spend more time researching and preparing episodes for y'all so you get the best version possible. Now, on to this week's episode. As I've said before, everyone should have access to resources on mental, bodily, and financial wellness. We all deserve access to knowledge on these subjects. I really hope that I can give you tools to help you shape your life into a closer ideal of what you want it to be. Of course, self-improvement never ends, and we are constantly changing every day we get to live on this planet. And speaking of living on this planet, I thought it would be a great time to talk about sustainability and ways you can bring more of that into your lifestyle, all while saving money. Sustainability is defined as the ability to be maintained at a certain rate or level. This can be applied to many aspects of life, but it's often geared towards environmental protection and the avoidance of depleting resources on planet Earth to ensure future generations will be past a functioning planet. Sustainability doesn't have to be singularly motivated by protecting the Earth, although that is a great reason to be motivated to be sustainable. But me, personally, I am faced with deeply rooted beliefs that no matter what I do as an individual, the destruction of the planet will continue as long as humanity continues on as it is. Big factories and corporations gotta do most of the legwork on that one to make a difference in saving our planet. But everyone has a right to their opinion on the environment and how much we can realistically change global warming. Regardless, in addition to being green and protecting the environment, sustainability can also be driven with the desire to save money, reject consumerism, and buy products that last, as well as utilizing what you already have. Increasing sustainability can help you live a simpler, less costly lifestyle. So today, I'll give you 10 ways that you can increase sustainability that will also save you monies. So go green and get that bag. Number one, consider what you're buying before you buy it. Do you need it? Do you really want it? Do you just kind of want it? How often will you use what you're buying? Ask yourself these questions and really think before you buy. Refusing to buy additional items that you don't need or won't use is one of the most impactful ways to increase your sustainability and save money. I want you to be intentional about the items you're purchasing and bringing into your home. The last thing Americans need is more clutter. I know a lot of us are raised to believe that more is better, and I know a lot of us feel pressured to buy name brands and luxury items that prove we're wealthy, worthy, and respectable. Although, after enough time, I think most people end up coming to the conclusion that the name brand clothing and stuff never really mattered in the first place. It's all about appearances. I challenge you to rethink the philosophy that more is better and consider the reason you are buying the things you do. Try to give yourself time before making a purchase so you aren't rushed into making decisions. Remember that real change is usually a culmination of many decisions that shift the quality of your internal life. 
Most of the time, buying more will not make you happier, it will not change your life, it will just waste your money and ensure that you have more trash to throw out every year and more belongings to store in your closet or lug from place to place when you move. So consider why you buy what you do, what it will add to the quality of your life, and if the cost is worth how much you will use it. I also want you to remember the things you already have before buying more. Number two, quit buying bottled water. This one might be controversial because I know some people do not have the luxury of drinking tap water, and others are committed to bottled water for the convenience or taste or safety that they feel drinking from bottled water. However, for the sake of this argument, let's assume your tap water is considered safe to drink. If not, you obviously have a reason to buy bottled. But if you have drinkable tap water, buying bottled water is not only a waste of money, but the use and production of plastic bottles are bad for the environment. You can certainly get a water filter for your home if you are at all concerned about the taste or quality of water that you get from the tap, and you can use a reusable water bottle instead. There are so many cute reusable water bottles out there. Paying more for a reusable water bottle up front is worth it. I never go anywhere without my water bottle. Plus, there's some information about the plastic water bottles containing harmful chemicals like BPA that can have negative health consequences. It's even speculated that some bottled water is simply bottled tap water, so there is no additional benefit to buying it. The cost of bottled water adds up over time, and the disposable bottles are piling up in landfills. When researching for this episode, I found online that plastic water bottles can take 450 to 1,000 years to decompose. Plastic sticking around for that long can harm the natural environment in many, many ways. You might consider doing yourself a favor and stop buying cases of bottled water, and instead buy a reusable water bottle and filter if desired to help reduce the number of plastic bottles you're buying and adding to the waste. Number three, eat less meat. Making vegetarian meals can be less expensive than buying cuts of meat, and it is better for the environment. Meat production is a large contributor to the release of greenhouse gases, which lead to global warming. You can help combat the climate crisis and save some money by lowering the amount of meat you consume or even eliminating it altogether. I challenge you to try planning meatless meals a few times a week to ease yourself into that lifestyle. There are so many delicious vegetarian recipes that you can find online. Personally, I like to make veggie sheet pan dinners and I mix quinoa with cottage cheese for extra protein. I also drink plant-based protein shakes and you can't go wrong with classic rice and beans. I know that's boring, but you can make it more interesting by adding salsa, seasonings, and other vegetables. There's also a ton of imitation meat products out there that taste incredible. My favorite item on the menu at Burger King is the Impossible Whopper. I think it tastes better than a regular Whopper. And I'm not even a vegetarian myself, but I tend to choose plant-based meals if I can. I encourage you to try the same. Not only is this good for your wallet and for the environment, but eating less meat can be beneficial for your health. Integrating a plant-based diet can help with weight management and protecting against heart disease and some types of cancer. This can help you move in the right direction towards a healthier version of yourself. Lots of good reasons here to ditch meat. Even just a couple times a week, it can really help you. Number four, repair broken items instead of throwing them out. We often throw out items at the first sign of damage. In fact, most people will do this and order something new on Amazon the same day. There are some items you might consider repairing instead since that could be cheaper than buying a new one. This is also good for the environment because you would be using less resources and bringing new life to damaged objects. For example, shoes, clothing, tools, furniture, stuffed animals, or appliances 
might be worth repairing rather than buying a whole new item. If you rip a hole in something you wear, you can easily sew the hole rather than throwing it away. It will save you money from having to purchase a whole new article of clothing. And for those of you that don't know how to sew, you can get a small sewing kit for a few dollars and watch a YouTube video on how to do it. I promise sewing is not that difficult. There's also a lot of cool ways to upcycle furniture that you already own so that you can create something new out of what you already have. Or next time you damage a nice pair of shoes, consider going to a cobbler to have them fixed rather than throwing them away and buying a new pair. Number five, thrift and boycott fast fashion. I've talked about this a few times here because I'm a huge fan of thrifting and I've become skeptical of fast fashion as the years go on. It is so wasteful to buy clothes that you only wear once. I'm not saying I haven't done that because I've certainly bought articles of clothing that I imagined I'd wear all the time, then I actually only wore them a handful of times. But what I'm really trying to get at is the trends that disappear within the blink of an eye, and clothes that are made with poor quality materials that will unravel, shrink, rip, or lose shape after wearing it once. Consider where you're buying your clothes from and what types of corporations you're supporting when you do. While it can be difficult to buy clothes ethically in America when it feels like almost everything we can buy was made unethically in factories far, far away, it is still possible to lean towards sustainable brands, small businesses, or secondhand purchases so that you're avoiding the fast fashion trap. A lot of clothes that end up in thrift stores are well-made and will last. It just takes some patience to find the types of clothes that fit what you're looking for. You might try creating a wardrobe of classic pieces that can be reworn again and again and mixed and matched with different items of your closet. Start with what you have to see what you're working with. Wear the clothes that you already own. But thrifting is often less expensive than new clothes, and if you buy something that will last for years rather than one wear, you're investing in your wardrobe long term. And you can buy other things secondhand other than clothes. You can buy books, furniture, decorations. Regardless of what you find, buying secondhand is environmentally friendly as you decrease the amount of items that need to be produced to buy new. Number six, invest in reusable products. There are a lot of items that you use every day that are disposable. Some of these items you may be able to replace with a reusable alternative to reduce the amount that you need to buy. Earlier I touched on buying a reusable water bottle, which is a great example of this. But let me give you some other examples. You can use hand towels rather than constantly buying more paper towels. There are reusable makeup remover face towels, so you don't have to constantly buy more makeup removing wipes. You can buy reusable napkins, lunch boxes, grocery bags, sandwich bags, or coffee filters. If you're constantly buying some of these items because you go through them so fast, you can save money on investing in the reusable version, and while doing this, you're creating less waste. Number seven, plan your meals and stick to a list so you don't throw out food. Knowing what meals you're going to make is crucial to limiting the amount of food waste you'll end up having. Make sure you're buying food that you'll actually use before it goes bad. I know at first this can take some time to figure out realistically how much food you eat within a certain time frame. But the better you are at planning your meals, the less money you'll waste by throwing out spoiled food. You'll want to be careful with non-frozen and non-canned fruits and vegetables because fresh foods will not last that long. But you can store your fresh fruits and vegetables in ways that will make the product stay fresh for longer. 
Bring your own shopping bags to reduce plastic usage, and if they make you pay for bags, you won't have to deal with that. I know the amount of stores that require for you to pay for grocery bags has been increasing, and for good reason. Another tip is to buy seasonal fruits and veggies so you're getting a better deal and they're higher quality. As of recording this, it is January. So some fruits that are in season are kiwi, pomegranate, grapefruit, lemons, limes. Some vegetables that are in season are kale, beets, brussels sprouts, and cauliflower. You can find many other examples of seasonal produce online to determine what's in season by what month it is. I like the idea of eating what's in season to save money and get the best nutritional value and quality. Number eight, ride a bike or walk places instead of driving. You can also consider using public transportation instead of a car. The pollutants that come out of cars are yet another contributor to greenhouse gases and global warming. I understand that in some places it is almost impossible to live a normal life without a car, especially if your city doesn't have great public transportation. I know where I live in the Midwest, I would not be able to walk very far, but I have lived close to stores or restaurants that I love walking to rather than driving, but the cost of having a car continues to increase. There's so much to pay for to keep a car. Insurance, car payments, gas, maintenance. You'll save so much if you can find an alternative to owning a car. Or you can simply walk to places that are close to you, even while you do own a car. That will be better for the environment and can save money on gas. Carpooling is another way you can help decrease the impact of pollutants from cars because you're cutting down on the vehicles that are driving around. This can save money as well, so you're not always paying for gas. Number nine, get a library card. Using a library card will allow you to avoid the clutter and cost of adding more books to your personal library. Don't get me wrong, I do love a paper copy of my favorite books, but there are plenty of books I own that I could have gone without buying and will end up being donated at some point. Many libraries will offer library cards to their residents completely free. Not only will you save on the costs of buying new books, but if you spend more time reading, you'll ultimately spend less on other forms of entertainment while that's keeping you busy. Libraries offer a variety of media that you can enjoy. They have books, magazines, CDs, DVDs, if you can still watch those on any type of device, and audiobooks. Go to your local library and explore what they have to offer for no cost to you at all. And by signing up for a library card, you're helping your community to ensure that the library remains funded and the resources provided by the library will remain for those who need them. All around, great idea. I'm about to get a library card after I finish reading my stack of books that I've been meaning to get through for quite a while. And finally, number 10, reduce bills by lowering the amount of resources you're using. This can be done in many ways. Only washing your dishes when you have enough for a full load. Only washing clothes when you have enough for a full load. Hanging clothes to dry outside in the sun rather than using a dryer. Or possibly getting a drying rack to hang them on instead of running the dryer. If you live in an apartment complex like me, or need to do your laundry at a laundromat, then you know that the price of washing and drying laundry can add up over time. You can reasonably cut out some of that cost. Other ways to reduce bills, cutting down on shower time to reduce water being used, unplugging devices that you aren't using to stop energy being sucked up. I actually didn't know that was a thing until I was researching sustainability for this episode, 
I always keep my electronics and phone chargers plugged in, but I suppose that can continue to waste energy when they stay plugged in after your device is done charging. So that's interesting to note. You might also turn off any devices that use electricity when you aren't using them, like lights, televisions, Netflix playing in the background while you're sleeping. Reducing your usage of resources can definitely make an impact on the amount you're paying for your bills. And there you have it, folks. Now you can go save the planet while saving money. These are just some ideas to get you started on living a more sustainable lifestyle and save some money along the way. As I mentioned earlier, it can be discouraging how little of an impact it feels like we're making when going green because a large amount of the pollutants are created by larger institutions that we don't particularly have control over. But these small changes can make a big difference when a lot of people participate, and if you can save money by doing it, why not try? Of course it'll take time and dedication to alter your life, but these little changes you make can help you, your community, and planet Earth. Thanks for listening to Mind Body Budget, and I'll be back again soon to give you more personal growth content.